Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is November 13th, 2022. Time is 6.05 and joining me as always is Big Daddy Prep. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm wonderful. If I can stay warm, old man winter finally showed up. So yeah, other than staying warm, I'm good. Hope everybody else is good out there. Well, speaking of winter, we have somebody to come in tonight to talk to us about prepping for the winter and that is Texas Prepper Mom. What's up, Texas Prepper Mom? Hello, hello, hello. I am back from sunny Cancun. That's not ready for winter there. Totally different. Totally different. (laughs) (laughs) So we're, so, okay. So you went to Cancun. I saw, uh, we had some hilarious TikTok interaction. Yes. Um, that was phenomenal. And now you're back and and you're getting back in the swing of things. And I'm assuming you're already super prepared for the winter as it is. I am as prepared. I'm more prepared than I was before the Texas snowstorm. So that's yep. that's going good. Yep. I told my wife one time that she made a whole social media career off of trying to die during <laughs> during the snowstorm <laughs> and chopping up her furniture. I said I don't know. How, oh. I, said, I guess just said she fell into it literally. So I'm literally. glad she did though. Literally fell into it. Yep. Absolutely. No, so, so what burns better? Is it like does IKEA furniture burn better? Or does <laughs> IKEA furniture burns fast. Does it? Wow. Really fast. That's good to know. So you gotta break out like, you know, the old furniture you bought at Kmart twenty years ago, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, my husband throw thing, throws things away, though, so that's really difficult. Like, he doesn't see the prepper mindset of everything can be used for something later. So if I don't catch him, it's gone forever. Oh, no. So he's not a hoarder. No, he is not. He is not. <laughs> am I a hoarder? Yes. Yes, I am. I mean, I a prepper. Too. I'm a prepper. <laughs> I'm both. I'm, so, I'm duolingual on that. Yes. Yeah. So if you guys don't know who Texas Prepper Mom is, Texas Prepper Mom joined us uh, for an episode. I want to say it was about 10 months ago, somewhere mm-hmm. around that neighborhood. So some of you guys might already be familiar with her. You might be following her on TikTok already. But I did want Texas Prepper Mom, because this is prepping for winter, I did want her to go through her story again on the show about what they experienced in the Texas freeze and, and what it actually was. Because a lot of people are really ignorant to this. They don't even know that this was a thing. Nope. They don't know. No, they don't. Um, do you want me to tell you the story of the snowstorm? Give you a recap? Well, that's why I brought it up. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> um, so it was um, February. Now I'm trying to go back in my brain. I know it was on a Sunday. 
and on my weather apps, which I watch constantly, we saw snowflakes, snowflakes. So we were going to get snow. We don't get snow. I'm in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, we get snow every couple of years and it comes down for like 10 minutes and it's perfect photo opportunity and that's about it. So that's what we were preparing for. It's going to be great for the kids and the snow and let's maybe make a snowman. Awesome. We, we don't have snow gear. We don't have, I mean, I, I have like beanie hats and I have gloves and I have scarves, but they're more cosmetic than actual useful. Um, so we're just like, all right, it's going to be cool. We're going to take pictures with my kid. This is already the second time in his life that he'd seen snow. And at that time he was four. Um, so that was pretty insane for that to be happening a second time. So it snows, uh, we get, you know, a pretty good layer. It's beautiful. Just the whole city just transformed. Um, and then the, the, we woke up the next day, it was a Monday morning and I was supposed to be getting ready for work and we woke up to a very cold house and no power. So all of us first thoughts were, all right, no work today. That was first thoughts. It was still excitement mode. And then the power never came back on. And depending on what area you were in, it was out for a couple of hours, on for 20 to 30 minutes, out for a couple more hours, or you had days straight of no power. Um, a lot of us are used to situations where there's no power, but it's usually in the heat. Um, and we just, we find ways to cool off. We you know, spray ourselves down with water, we go outside, we have battery fans, it's fine. We, we know how to adapt. We didn't know what to do with the cold. Our houses are not made to keep in heat. It actually releases heat because of how much heat we get here. Um, I had been what I thought was a decent prepper beforehand. I had food, I had water, um, I had so many different things that I thought I had covered. Um, cold was not on my bingo prepper card at all for Texas. I didn't know what to do. I, I never, I didn't grow up in the snow. Um, the hands were cold. We have a fireplace and it is a gas fireplace that is there for aesthetics as opposed to function. Everything we had for cold was for aesthetics and not function. Um, so here I am trying to keep my four-year-old warm and just his panic of, is this normal? Uh, so to keep him entertained without freaking him out while I'm panicking, right? That was the whole thing. Um, the food preps that I had that I thought would work did not work because I didn't have good enough um, resources to cook them. I My gas um, stovetop, I have a, a newer KitchenAid oven, um, so it's gas. All right, just put a lighter to it and I'll be able to turn the heat and the um, gas, uh, you know, the cooker part on. No, I have a newer um, stove and it actually has a safety function on it that if there is no electricity going to it, it will not release the gas. And I found that out during the Texas snowstorm. So that was very unfortunate. So then I tried some of my backups. I didn't have food that you could just add boiling water to. So it was food that needed to be cooked and the sterno cans that I had, that wasn't cutting it either. Um, so everything that I thought I had wasn't good enough. It just wasn't, just didn't perform how it should have performed, like I thought that it would. Um, 
And so that was disappointing and that was frustrating. And then to add in the fact that I have my husband and I have a child and just the constant try to reassure them while I am just internally panicking because I didn't know how long we would last. You couldn't drive to other parts of the city because down here they don't do any of you know the 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 snow I, I don't even know what it's called at this point I guess like the salting the treatment of the roads I know that y'all know because of where the you maintenance live. of the roads yeah. we call that plowing snow yeah they yeah, didn't do any, none of that <laughs> none of that was done there's no treatment to where it doesn't stick there's there's nothing you couldn't even leave your homes unless you could walk somewhere um so it was really for me in my brain like oh are we going to survive this like that came a came across my brain a couple of times um and then like you were talking about earlier burning furniture we had some firewood um that we'd stockpiled but again it was just the aesthetic oh let's just you know put on the fire and we'd put it in our fireplace um that could handle wood we burned through that wood very 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 quickly when you're using it for not just the pretty fire and needing it for heat it it goes through very quickly and so i'd had in my garage um an old ikea bed frame that was one of those i told the husband don't throw it i'm sure i can use it for something and that's what we burned for for quite a while um it was basically almost like um one by fours is kind of how that frame was and we just had to keep cutting it to where we could get it to fit into the fireplace to burn um but as you can imagine that wood burns very quickly it didn't last very long um so the time frame was started snowing sunday night monday during the day it would be power out for six to eight hours on for 10 15 minutes mad rush to make sure everything's plugged in And it was pretty similar for Tuesday and Wednesday. Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com. D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Um, on Thursday, we started getting power on more for more time, and it was less time without power. So I want to say that would be like three to four hours without power, and then you get like an hour of power. So yeah. that was that was a bit better. And then on Friday, um, it, it got even better to where we would go maybe three hours, and then it'd be on for three hours. So we could tell the end was near. By Saturday, it was back to normal. We didn't have any power issues. Um, But even my city, it was different for everyone. Like I said, there were people that went the whole time from Monday morning all the way till Friday with absolutely no power. There were people that didn't have water because the pipes had busted. Um, especially people at apartment complexes. You don't really have a lot of control over the maintenance of the apartments, right? So that really hit people hard. I mean, apartments aren't built the greatest, so we can imagine there's not a great um, amount of heat that was kept in. But if your apartment wasn't doing the maintenance that needed to be done and the pipes burst, what do you do? What do you do? Um, So it was very eye-opening for me. And before that, I 
had always kind of hid that I was a prepper because it was so taboo, right? We've seen the doomsday prepper um, shows and it's like, oh my God, these people are insane. That's never going to happen. And because there was that negative connotation to it, just that that crazy thing to do, why would you do that? Even though I grew up around hurricanes, I grew up um, around Corpus Christi, Texas, the Gulf of Mexico, we always prepared for hurricanes, even if it was just tape up the windows, get in the car and drive away. That was always on our brain. You know, my parents weren't preppers, but they had a little bit of food. We had some candles that that was the extent just because it was always something that would happen. So that's always been on my brain. Um, but after that, the conversations I had with my husband changed. It was no longer him giving me grief because I wanted to buy stuff. It was, that's probably a good idea. You should probably get that just in case. So a lot of the taboo went away. And then talking with my coworkers, talking with neighbors, I was able to talk to them about it more. Just that taboo of preppers are crazy, tinfoil hat wearing people, the world is not coming to an end, that went away. Um, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I started doing TikToks. You had, first of all, you had so many people trash talking Texas, which there's a lot of reasons to trash talk Texas. But I, I was going to say, I can think of a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> the winter snowstorm was bad. People lost their lives um, in so many different ways, um, whether it was from the cold, carbon monoxide poisoning, or just the fact that they had a medical emergency and could not get to a hospital. Those are the reasons that people die. And still, the numbers are debated back and forth. You know, the government says the numbers are low, but everyone else says that number's too low and it should be way, way higher. But it was hundreds of people that passed away during that time. Um, you know what's incredible about this? is that your story is very similar to a lot of other people's stories. And if it wasn't for those stories of that situation getting out, that actually gave people like me and Jester and other people that had been preppers for years, had been called tin full hat wearers and fear monger stuff, it actually gave us a little traction to where now prepping has become, well, it's become the end thing, the vogue thing now to be a prepper. So... I appreciate people like you saying what happened to you because you know what we still could be ten full hat wearers. Now people really come as they say, "Well, what do I need to do?" Used to they just thought we were crazy. So I applaud you and and many other people that went through that because I think that is kind of the turning point with prepping over the last five years because nobody expected Texas to have freezes for days and power out for days and and as many people to pass and I mean I, as I say sometimes I feel like God takes a few people for more people to be able to make it through something and to see things the way they are and I, I hate to see people anybody that passed away but look at how many people now are becoming more prepared so applause to you my little applause to you and many others absolutely and who would have ever thought the two of you would be cool? I, I didn't see that happening well, either. I'm old. I'm not cool. I'm old. But 
But, you know, I, I'm just thankful that, that people like you and other preppers came into the prepping community because, you know, we weren't cool for years. For years, we were called everything under the sun. But now we've got a lot of cool kids in the club now, so maybe we're a little bit more cooler now than we used to be. So Absolutely. And I still love the nickname that you gave me, which was the soccer ah. mom of prepping. Ah. <laughs> that still sticks. Yeah, that still sticks. Because um, it's true. Like, you look at me and I look like a soccer mom. And then underneath is prepper brain. Um, well, you remember what I told you when you first started this? I said, you can talk to a, a, a class and a, a, a class of people and, a, and a, a certain perspective of people that I can't right. because I'm a man. So it's hard for me to, 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 to tell women you need to prep. You can do that. People in your community, people in your socio-demographic, you can say, hey, you need to prep. Where well, I'm in the country, I can talk to people in the country. Jester's in another part of the area. He can do that. So that's, I'm, I'm glad that we have people that aren't all the same cookie-cut preppers. And it, absolutely. And for someone in the city, I need the resources of someone from the country. Because you do things on the daily that I may not do. Um, and so that is an excellent resource for me. And vice versa. There's things that happen in the city that the country folk need to know about too. Just things that we don't think about unless we communicate with one another. Um, yeah. So that's, that, a, that's something to think about. You know? That reinforces what we say every time about every different situation. Everybody's plan is different on who you are, where you're at, and what the situation is. So, you know, we're not just prepping for a zombie apocalypse or or a or a uh, UFO to hit. We're, we're prepping for everything. And the power going out, that's a bad situation, very bad situation. Very bad. And now that I've been doing TikTok for a little over a year, I've made a lot of different friends that are preppers or homesteaders in different areas. And I've actually had conversations to where it finally clicked to one another that our homes are not built the same. The way you heat your home is very different than how I heat my home. Um, and then, you know, there's areas up north that don't even have air conditioning. How do you not have air conditioning, which is mind boggling to me. And then you had up in Washington State, they got like the biggest heat wave they've ever had before. They didn't know how to handle that. So we very much so have to speak to one another and just learn from one another. Um, because we, we all have information and we, we can't. One of the things that I used to, and I'm going to say the word hate, even though I don't like the word hate, is when I used to listen to other preppers or watch shows about other preppers there's a lot of gatekeeping and I always make this joke, but it's, if you don't have an underground bunker in the woods, you can't be a prepper. Like that was always the standard, right? Absolutely. That's what they say. And so you'd go and I'd, you know, I'd want to go and watch this or listen to this show and want to get all this information. And it was always, a lot of people would be, it's only called a bug out bag if you have somewhere to bug out. And I was like, look, as long as you have a bag to get you out of your home, if you can't be in your home safely, I don't care what you call it. You know, just because I don't have a bunker somewhere doesn't mean I, I'm stuck in my home and I have to live here and, and go down with the ship. That's not what that means. And if you're going to come in and tell people this has to be the only way and you have to have thousands of dollars of food stockpiled or you're not going to make it, people aren't going to want to start. That's too overwhelming. 
Um, so that's something I can say I do have a talent for. I will, I will um, talk about myself in that way and say I'm talented in not overwhelming people. How can we start at the beginning? Um, where can you start? Um, and that's, I had to learn for myself. Where do I start with the winter stuff? I don't know, but I'm so thankful that I had people on TikTok that could be like, hey, why don't you try this? Because this works up for he us, you know, up for us here where it is cold all the time. And it was like, oh, thanks. I can take that. I understand it. And now let me try to teach other people about it. Um, you know, there's things like I would have never thought about making a microclimate and busting out a tent to keep that heat in. Never crossed my mind. And I had a tent in the garage at the time. Um, just so many little things. So I'm very thankful that a lot of preppers talk to one another. So I want to jump in here real no. quick. And, and I do agree with everything you're saying. I mean, the fact that the prepping community is communicating with one another and sharing information is the overall goal, right? <laughs> and um, I do got to point out too, that there isn't the stigma anymore, like how I was saying, like we were the crazies. It's not like that anymore. And I think it's because <laughs> I think everybody's in such fear now that something is bound to happen. Something's bound to go wrong. So they're like, what do I need to do to make sure I survive whatever's coming? Right. But uh, to go back to the winter thing, Texas prep, if there's a big thing here, there's heat, there's food, there's, you know, the grid failure, if you had to go back through the situation you went through, what would be your number one? If you had to have one thing and couldn't go without that one thing, what would it be? I would say um, something to actually cook food with because you can throw on some clothes, you can pile on all the clothes that you have, you can try to start a fire, you can try to do all sorts of things like that. But there's something about a warm meal that not only warms you up body, but warms you up soul. And that could have got you to the next point. You know, that I think that that a warm meal is definitely something that I want to strive for. Yes, I had food, but it was food that I just, you know, a no cook sort of food. But for all of us to have warm meals or hot coffee or hot chocolate just those warm meals would have helped us in so many ways i didn't have that yeah that way that you make heat light to be able to cook on that has a huge thing to do with your mental stability and you're you're striving to get to the next day you know get past here to the next point then on from there and you're 100 percent right about that so uh, i agree with you on that it's a building block right absolutely and then now going back i see so many people doing it in like unsafe ways and i'm like oh okay we got to make sure we have a fire extinguisher you have you know battery operated carbon monoxide detectors or what can you do outside what's safe to do inside and that was a big thing for me too because you guys know i research stuff i look stuff up i, I want things i want people to be safe um, at the end of the day, my real world job is I'm a nurse and I always want people to be safe. I always think about the, um, what could happen, what could go wrong. And so as I started watching a lot of TikToks, I saw unsafe practices and it's very hard to go and tell someone, nope, that's not going to work. That's going to kill someone. 
people are going to think you're crazy if you talk like that, or they're just not going to listen because we don't listen to, to that negativity, to that negative criticism. Um, so that's one thing in the beginning I made sure as I was learning about the different ways to cook inside or um, to keep myself warm inside. I needed to make sure I knew the safety issues that went with that. What were the precautions I needed to take? Just because some guy on TikTok did it doesn't mean that it's safe. I don't know their situation. I don't know their home. They don't know my home. Um, so that's something I, I really went over quite a bit too. So we want everyone safe. We don't want anyone to pass away from carbon monoxide poisoning, right? right. I, I agree with you 100%. I just want to point something out real quick. Uh, so guys, when... when... For listeners out there, when you're watching these guys do these how-to guides on um, TikTok, hooking up generators or building fires or, or hooking up different things within their home, remember that these guys, if they're making a mistake, they're not going to put it out there and let you know that they screwed up, okay? They're pausing the camera. They're doing different things. So don't take everything that you're seeing on the internet and just be like, I'm going to do that. Do a little bit of research into it so you don't end up killing yourself, trying to heat your home or trying to run a generator. This shit happens all the time. Absolutely. I always say you're not being safe if you die. Okay. Absolutely. If what you're doing is not safe and you die, you weren't being safe at the beginning. So safety has a huge part of, I agree with you on that for sure. And yes. we've seen people with fires right next to their home. And our thought is that's, that's not safe. You might be warm and you might be able to feel the heat inside, but your home's going to burn down. Um, so definitely, definitely the safety thing was a big thing because the heating of my home inside, that was new territory for me. Um, and it's not just me. I have a little one and I have the husband. Um, I would be devastated if I made an error and that took out one of us. I would never forgive myself. Um, and I would never forgive myself if I showed people something. I was like, it's totally safe. Go for it. And something happened to them as well. Um, so I learned very quickly on TikTok, if I wasn't bringing something up that was a, a fire safety or, you know, a safety standard, someone would mention it, like, just make sure, oh, great. I needed to learn that. I'm not going to take that the bad way because I didn't know. I, I may not have known myself or may, maybe I forgot to put a reminder one time that you need to have a fire extinguisher because what's common sense to one person is not common to the other something that we've also learned on TikTok. Um, yeah, so definitely want, I would want something to cook food safely and efficiently. Um, that would be the biggest takeaway I would, that I would take. That's what I would want just because of, yes, the, nutri the nutrients, but also just it helps the mental well-being as well. Plus, and I mean, there's nothing worse than um, watching your child go hungry. There's, that's a huge part of it. That was, that was the toughest part on me. I kept telling myself, my husband and I are both prior military. We've been through things. We can survive things. It doesn't have to be pretty, but when you've got a child that's depending on you, that just makes it so much worse. Uh, just the mental toll it takes on you. Oh yeah. It's total game changer when there's, when there's children involved. Absolutely. So uh, you know, and not only that, it was keeping him busy too. So his mind wasn't thinking about the cold and, and the no power and everything. Um, and I've talked to you guys since then and to update you that 
power outages are still a big trigger for him. Our our power grid is horrible here in Texas. We all know this. So any storm that we get, any rainstorm, anything, any winds, our power flickers on and off. And he almost has a panic attack every time. You know, he, he remembers. I don't know what all he remembers from that. But that was devastating for that kid, just like it was for a lot of other kids. Um, so we've worked on it. We make sure that, I mean, I have flashlights and headlamps all over this house. I have the battery-operated light switches. Um, I have emergency flashlights that go plugged in to where when the power goes off, they automatically turn on. So many little things that, eh, light. I didn't have to worry about light before when it was just me. But for the kid, I absolutely have to. Um, anytime that we have a storm warning, I'm busting out the dollar store glow sticks and it's going to be fun time here. Let's keep the lights on. It's going to be awesome. How many glow sticks can we put on knowing that I'm doing it fun for him, but also knowing that I don't want him to worry about the power going out again. Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code doom10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Right, and I've actually, I've seen your videos on TikTok where you're doing the drills with your son. We have to. Yeah, I've seen them, and it's and it's good. And, and All right, so to, to pull back into this, because... I think we all have a pretty good idea about the grid, the grid going down and what harm it could bring, whether it's winter, summer, et cetera. Right now, being that winter's coming, what are big preps you're working on at the moment? So I am making sure that, um, so I, one of the things I purchased was a smaller tent because the tent that I had originally, I don't even know if I would have fit it into the house. So I do have a like three person tent so I can create that microclimate. Uh, I am making sure that I have more water. I am making sure that I have food that is easier to cook, um, that only needs boiling water because I, with my sterno cans, I can boil water. No problem. That's not an issue. Um, it's definitely a good idea to figure out for yourself a couple of different ways to easily boil water. Um, you always want to have backups to backups to backups, right? If you don't have to use the propane stove, that's a great thing too, because you're going to want to save that for when you actually want to cook a bigger meal. You want to make a grilled cheese sandwich. You want to do something different. Save that for that. Don't waste all of that propane. Um, so I have different ways to boil water, to cook food. Um, I made sure that we all have better clothing. Um, now we all have jackets that are going to keep us warmer. We have clothes to layer. Um, that that's some of the things that I'm working on. I have a um, solar. It's a, not a generator. It's one of the. They say generator, but it's a power. You know, a battery pack. So I have a solar one now. Solar I really really invested in in lots of different ways. That way I had ways to charge my cell phone and things like that. Um, I am just trying to make sure my mindset changed on prepping. I used to prep for certain emergencies. Now I prep for my needs. 
I need, I have a water need. I have a shelter need. I have a food need. I have a medical need. I prep for needs. And if I have my needs covered, no matter what disaster happens, I'm going to be okay. And that's what I think a lot of people should start thinking about too, because you never know when you're going to get something that's natural to Texas up where you guys are and you're not prepared for it, you know, and vice versa. So covering my, my needs, um, that's definitely what I'm working on now. And if something happened right now, we'd be okay. We'd be okay for quite a while. We would be okay. And that is just such a relief and weight off my shoulders right now. No, and I understand that. And, you know, I actually, I had a conversation with a friend before we started doing this uh, recording tonight. And he says, he says, I don't understand how someone could freeze to death. And one thing that stood out in your story um, was that you were stuck and you couldn't go anywhere. There was no way to get out of your home. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like you could say to yourself, well, I'm going to get out and I'm going to drive to my friend's house that lives, you know, in a different area because their power's on. You're just stuck, right? Stuck. And the other thing to go in with this is the government didn't really do much in that circumstance. They weren't driving out in tanks, trudging through the snow to go, you know, bring people ready meals or, you know, anything of the sort, right? Nothing. So you guys were just stuck having to be total self-reliant. He's like, I just don't understand how that could be a thing. And I'm like, if you're not prepared for it, you get in these bad spots, it could absolutely be a thing. Like, don't discount the fact that if it's wintertime, you could freeze to death. You could starve if the power's out. If you're in an area, like I grew up in the north, we had a fireplace. If the power went out to us, it wasn't really a big deal because we could heat water on the, we could heat water on the wood stove. It's also what we heated our house with. So it was just kind of routine that that was always going. And because it dried the house out so much, we always kept a pot of water on it to kind of keep the humidity up in the house. So we always had hot water on the stove for whatever we needed all the time anyway. Um, but, you know, n not everybody has that situation, how you brought up like, oh, I can't believe, you know, we didn't have people up north uh, or whatever don't have AC. And it's, we didn't have AC in my house shit until I think I was like 12, 13 years old. Um, we got a window shaker and that was our AC for the whole house. <laughs> yep. And I don't know, Al, did we lose you? Are you still with us? I think we might've lost Al. Uh -oh. Maybe he's, maybe he's distracted with something. He'll chime in. That, that's a possibility. No, I actually Could had myself old. muted and I was talking and I was muted the whole time like an <laughs> idiot. So no, actually what I was getting into, what I was going to say a minute ago with what she was talking about, you know, prepping for your needs is the items that you get that fit multiple things that you can do with it for multiple situations. You know, a, a good pocket knife and a good hatchet makes a good prep for, you know, power out so you can split some wood it makes a good good for this good for that it's those items right there that fit multiple needs is what you really need to get and keep around that way you can say well i need this for this okay well this will work for that you know those are things that kind of kind of help people that don't have a whole lot of money consolidate down what they need because people get overwhelmed with how much stuff they need to prep with they go i don't have a hundred thousand dollars well i don't either so you know i mean I can show you how to do it pretty cheap, and that's what I like about the fact that this happened to you, so you could speak in your area to what you really need, because you were trapped. I mean, you couldn't go anywhere, so people that are trapped in their area, you can show them basically how they can stay warm, have a hot meal, and just kind of wait things out. Uh, 
I'm, I'm anti-government. I don't want the government come and save me. I want to save myself. So I, I don't want to wait around for somebody to feed me and shelter me. So that's where I come from. Oh, I 100% agree. I'm not waiting on the government either. No, um, absolutely not. And I was just watching, I don't know if I've ever told you all about this, but my dad was a Hurricane Katrina survivor. And he actually filmed, because he, he's a filmmaker, filmed footage of it because um, they were stuck there. And I was watching it today because I haven't watched it in forever. And one of the things that stuck out to me was that they saw the vehicles rolling in, the military vehicles rolling in. And they were like, oh, we're being saved. There was no supplies. It was just soldiers there to try to keep order. But the reason there wasn't order was because there was no supplies. And that's kind of what they came out with. Like, don't expect them to be able to help you. Um, there are people there to help there's just so many people that need help and it's just it's chaos um so that was just a good reminder of things even though you know katrina and the hurricanes are way different things you might think that oh i don't need to prepare like that i'm never gonna there's never gonna be a situation like that there's always situations like that depending on the natural disaster there's situations where you, you're not gonna get help don't expect it um, and if you can help yourself, that is going to leave resources for others that cannot ever help themselves. Uh, like the elderly, they're on those fixed incomes right now. They don't have even an extra $5 to spend every you know paycheck to get extra food. They're barely making it as it is. Um, so definitely, that was an eye opener. And if I haven't sent that to you guys, I will, because it's on Amazon Prime right now. It's excellent to watch that. Gotcha. No, and I, I'm in 100% agreeance with you. And guys, I, I hate it. I hate that we're here right now, but guys, we're running up on our time frame here. Um, so we're going to have to get out of here soon. But before we do, uh, you guys all know ReadyWise uh, is a great affiliate with us. You're going to hear their ads throughout the show. What you don't know is we are now affiliated with Blackbeard Firestarters. Go to blackbeard.com, utilize code Doomsday for 10% off your total order. And also, guys, for anything you need prepper-related, check out offgridready.com and utilize code DOOMFREE for free shipping on all your purchases there. Freeze-dryers, freeze-dried food, everything, guys. They have it all. Um, Alan, Texas Prepper Mom, you guys got anything you want to add before we're out of here? I'll let I'll you guys let you, for the ending. I'll, I'll <laughs> let her go first. How's okay. that? Well, I have to say it was a pleasure talking to you all. Both of you were some of my first friends that I had on TikTok when I didn't know what I was doing at all. And it was always just nice to feel like a normal person talking to other preppers. Um, and both of you pushed me out there. Al had me do my first um, live and I was scared shitless. Um, <laughs> but he walked me through it and it was fine. And since then I'm like, everybody do a live. They're amazing. Um, so I'm just so thankful that, you know, we still have this friendship, you know, what a year later um, and that we can, you know, talk to one another and be a resource for one another. So I just appreciate, you know, you guys bringing me back and letting me talk today. Oh, absolutely. We always enjoy having you in. And the only thing I have to say is as I leave today, I just want to I want to tell those people out there that are new to this. Be very careful with the people that you listen to. Prepping has become so trendy now that there's a lot of people out there giving bad information. So don't ever follow blindly behind anybody. Check your resources, do your homework. 
and understand you don't have to be a millionaire to prep you can do this on a budget you can get things done but check your resources don't ever believe any one person and don't follow just one person follow a lot of people and get good ideas Action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.